When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Seven Lamb Productions presents Atlas Avenue B Case 3 The Gold Hawk Part 1 Winter Horror Don't even think about coming any closer. You take one more step, the girl gets it. Mr. J! Shut up! If you hurt her, I swear. Curse words don't scare me. Fuck you! Oh, okay. That was a bit frightening. Back in a warehouse at night, a storm raging outside. The bad guy was Johnny Morocco. He held Edith hostage. The gun pointed at the back of her head. Jimmy Jong, I think I can sneak around. Just don't be seen. You got it, BRB. Paul snuck around the corner and disappeared into shadow. Give it up, Morocco. You won't make it out of here alive. If I get it, so does your secretary slash love interest. No, no, we're not interested in love. She, she's my secretary. And my friend. That's it. Yeah, you dumbass. We're just friends. Like Ross and Rachel. No, not like Ross and Rachel. Uh, I, I meant Phoebe. Yeah, like Ross and Phoebe. We're so much like Ross and Phoebe. I protect Mr. J. I actually like Paul. What? I love him. I love that tubby piece of shit. I love him. Wait, who the hell is Paul? Me! Ah! Ah! Oof! 
Paul lunged at Johnny Morocco. They wrestled on the ground. I grabbed Edith and pulled her to safety. Ah! Oof! I turned around to see Paul get kicked in the face. He tumbled back. Morocco scrambled for the gun. I lunged. We both grabbed onto the same handgun. We wrestled back and forth and tumbled down a set of stairs, crashing through a window. I hung onto the windowsill as my body dangled. Morocco clung to my leg. His weight was too much. My grip loosened. Looks like this is the end for both of us. I don't think so. I kicked hard, knocking Morocco square in the forehead. Gah! Morocco fell four stories and landed on top of a bulldozer. Mr. J! Jimmy Jong! I couldn't hold on any longer. I saw Paul and Edith appear. Just then, I lost my grip and fell. No! <laughs> the wind was knocked right out of me. I felt my bones break. Instant pain rushed through my body. Moments later, Paul and Edith ran out of the side door and over to me. My life started flashing before my eyes. Although it wasn't really my life. It was actually quarterback Matt Hasselbeck's. <sighs> Dying is so weird. Jimmy Jong, no! Mr. J, stay with us. <coughs> I'm not gonna make it, Paul. Take over for me. You. You would make a great P.I. <coughs> and Edith. Take care of Paul. Don't you worry, Jimmy Jong. You can count on me. And me. What the? Oh my God, look. Holy shit. Giant ham sandwich with a face and a mustache? Yes, it is I, the giant ham sandwich. For years you have eaten me, but now it is I who will eat you. Oh no! Let's get out of here! Come here! Om nom 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 nom. Om nom 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 nom. Come here! Om nom 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 nom! Om nom 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 nom! Wait, what? There was a giant ham sandwich and it kept chasing us, but eventually we were able to hide in a closet. And then me and Edith banged. Ew, gross! You're fucking gross! Stop dreaming about me, pervert! Hey, it's only the 15th time! I don't love you, you tubby shit! Stop calling me that! Guys, relax. Edith, Paul, and I sat in a booth at Terry's Diner, sipping coffee and talking about Paul's dream last night. It had been six months since Julianne was welded into her room at the Metal Institution. Six months since I was last shot. Two times in one year. It's like I was trying to give 50 Cent a run for his money. It was December now. First of December. Christmas was coming up. I needed to start thinking about what I was going to be getting Edith. Paul already told me what he wanted for Christmas. A life-size standee of Spiro Agnew and a tall pony, which I think is called a horse, but whatever. Can I tell you the end of my dream where we get transported to Vietnam and Edith becomes a walrus? Like an actual walrus. 
I mean, she's still cute, though, so we still sex some more. If you mention us doing it one more time, I'm gonna nail your tongue to the damn table. Hey, sweetums, it's me, Joey. Joey Evernuckle. I got you that donut you asked for. You know, Joey, you don't have to say your name all the time. We know who you are. I just want to make sure there's a lot of Joeys out there, but I'm the best one, really. Joey Evernuckle was a weird guy. He and Edith started officially dating a few months ago, although Edith consistently complained about him and threatened to end their relationship constantly. Why'd you bring me my food? That's what the waitress is for. I didn't want you to have to wait, sweetums. Stop saying sweetums. It's gross. I could call you sugar tush or honey puss like when we're in the bedroom. Joey, if you mention the bedroom one more time... I know, I know. You'll nail my damn tongue to the table. So, Jimmy Jung, what's new in the P.I. world? Anything crazy? No, but cases have remained interesting. Nothing like Miss Good's case, but at least it's far from the boring cases of old. Of old what? No, that was the end of my sentence. Oh. Work was much better, and coming in more quickly. I even thought about expanding my business and hiring another private investigator. Joey. Joey Evernuckle constantly asked about being part of my P.I. business. He wanted out of Blockmart. Who could blame him? I told him I'd think about it. No need to make hasty decisions. It's too bad that whore lied about having information on Desmond Grant. It wasn't Desmond Grant, but his accomplice. A chameleon. What the hell? She was friends with a lizard? No. The chameleon is just the name I made up for Desmond Grant's accomplice. For those of us who weren't part of the first season, or even much of the second, who's Desmond Grant again? Ooh, let me tell! Let me tell! Let me tell! Go ahead, Paul. Desmond Grant is the main character from Jurassic Park. Nope, that's wrong. Desmond Grant was the man responsible for my monkey heart. Although Arthur had a part in that, too. I'm still pissed about that. Anyway, Grant failed in his effort to kill me. One day I'll get my vengeance. I wish I could get vengeance. I've always wanted to fight someone. I've been working out so whoever fought me would be scared. Have you seen my biceps? No one wants to see your biceps, Joey. I bet Mr. Locke wants to see them. It's okay, Joey. Let me just roll up my sleeves so you can get a better look. Look. Look at them. Shut up, Joey. Put your damn biceps away. All right, God. I'm trying here. What? Okay. I think I'm going to head to the office. Edith, did you call back Miss Rose? Who? The slut who likes to fuck for money? No, she does not do that. She's happily married. But I bet her husband has given her money at one time or another. Possibly. And her and her husband have sex. Most likely. They have two kids. Put two and two together, Mr. J. She fucks for money. Slutbag. Oh, yeah, speaking of women. That's a sexist transition, but go on. Whatever happened to that Jane girl you were seeing? That didn't last too long. Why's that? She was a dude. The whole time. The whole time I knew her, she was a dude. How the hell did you find that out? Well, it was during a sexual encounter where... It's kind of embarrassing, but... We were... We were dressed as lions. Seems normal to me. Yeah, what's wrong with that, Mr. J? Oh, I thought... I just figured... Maybe that was a tad weird. My old boyfriend and I used to roleplay all the fucking time. I'd dominate the hell out of him. I'd dress like a sexy lumberjack and he would be a tree. Really? Me and my ex used to dress up too. I would often be somebody muscular like Sylvester Stallone or a straight-up gladiator. She would dress up like a helpless maiden. One time I put quarters in Lorraine's pussy and I brought her to an arcade. And we roleplayed that she was a broken change machine and I was the mechanic trying to fix her with my screwdriver dick. We're not allowed in Chuck E. Cheese anymore. Uh, Paul wins. 
It wasn't a contest. Anyway, we were just as lions singing that famous song from The Lion King. Circle of Life? The other one. Oh. We were really going at it. Things were getting really hot. Then I felt some junk near her nether regions. And at first I thought it was part of her costume. And? And it turns out that it wasn't. A junk was hers. Ew! You touched a dick, Jimmy Jong! So that ended that. We went our separate ways. But didn't you guys date for like five months? What's your point, Paul? Well, it took you a long time to find out she was a dude. Okay, I may be a PI, but not every case is so easy to solve. Took a couple fucking tries before I came to that discovery. Fucking tries is right. Well, if you guys aren't seeing each other anymore, can I get her number? Paul, she was a guy. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You just said that. I'm gonna go. I'll see you at the office, Edith. Hey, Mr. Locke, I hope me showing my biceps didn't scare you and that's why you're leaving. Oh, don't worry. I never worry. Remember, I'm the one with the huge biceps. I'm not afraid to jackknife somebody in the skull. That's good, I guess. Jimmy Jong, you're paying for everything, right? Uh, I thought that's what you said. I said no such thing. Yeah, but I wouldn't have come down here to tell you about my dream and reminisce if I was going to have to pay. So I'm supposed to pay for everyone? I thought that's what you said. Me too. Hey, uh, I'd pay if it weren't for my huge biceps. They're so big, I can't reach into my back pocket. So? That's where my wallet is. (sighs) Here. I dropped 40 bucks on the table and went to the coat. Grabbed my coat and headed out. A light snow began to fall as I headed for the office. December already. I remember being a kid and sledding down large banks with the coolest sled ever. It was called Rosebud, and that's a spoiler. I jumped in front of a car as I crossed the street. Sorry, buddy. No more old fogies. They'd all left. Headed south for the winter like most birds. I jumped the curb and walked past a liquor store where the owner and a customer were arguing. I slowed my pace as I reached the intersection where cars were zooming by. For some reason I was thinking about Costa Rica. I still had the ticket Vendel and Carter had given me. A free ticket to the country I would retire to. One day. One day. Until then, I'd continue this P.I. business. I walked into the office and slid into my chair. I rolled it from the desk so I could kick my feet up and relax. That's when I realized someone's sitting across from me on the couch. I startled. Oh, so I didn't get an invite to your little coffee get-together? Jesus, Arthur, how'd you get in here? I picked the lock. 
That's an interesting way to describe breaking and entering. I didn't break shit. Your lock still works. But uh, actually, when I snuck into your office, I knocked one of your picture frames off the wall, and that shattered, so I did break that. But the lock is fine. What do you want? I want to know what's up, Big Jimbo. We're fucking besties. Besties. No, we're not. You lied to Paul, slept with his wife, made me lie to Paul, forced me to help you on cases I didn't want to, tattled on me to the captain, got me arrested, and apparently just broke one of my picture frames. Oh, fuck the picture frame. It was a picture of a boat. Get over it. You're forgetting one of the most important things. If it wasn't for me, you would be dead. Twice. I was the one who made the quick decision to use a monkey heart, and I was the one that saved you as you fell through a burning movie theater. I was silent for a moment. Shit. As much as I didn't want to admit it, he was right. At least about the burning theater. I caught you like a little baby. I was starting to feel bad. Did Arthur really want to be friends? Okay, Arthur. How about this? We wipe the slate clean. Oh, come on. Now you're gonna make me do chores? Then what? I'm gonna mop your floor and shine your shoes? Okay, fine. I'll clean the slate. Where is it? And how, how big is it? Wait, what's a slate? Arthur, I mean let's let everything go and start fresh. You and me, we're good. Everything that happened in the past is forgotten, okay? That's the kind of shit I like to hear. So next time you go to Terry's Diner... You're invited. Well, Terry's Diner is a shithole. I wouldn't be caught dead in there. Or alive. Alive makes more sense, but if you pick another place that serves coffee, count me in. Good, whatever. Ha! Big Jimbo and King Arthur wiping the slate clean. High five. Let's not. I really don't want to have to threaten you here. Uh, fine. After we high five several times and played a game of patty cake, Arthur was in the mood to play. Arthur took off and left me alone in my office. I leaned back in the chair and closed my eyes. Moments later, a knock at the door. Edith? A woman stepped in. She wore tight black pants and a thin fur coat. Can I help you? Sorry, I didn't see your secretary, so I... Miss Rose? Yes? Oh, come in, have a seat. I got up and shook her hand. She had delicate hands. The kind of hands you want to caress your back and neck, but not too much. Because they're so delicate, they may become strained and develop calluses like a tennis player. And no one wants a tennis player rubbing their back. Maybe their stomach, but definitely not their back. I know why you're here. I looked over your files, but I have to say that the report was vague. I didn't want to give everything away. Yes, but I'm not even sure what you're asking of me. I need your help. As much as I'd like to help you in whatever way that may be, I actually just took a case the other day. Maybe you heard about the theft at the museum last week? I did. That's going to be taking up a lot of my time. Could we talk? Aren't we? Is it possible to go somewhere where I could explain my problem? Go somewhere private? Would that be all right? Does the office not work for you? Would the outdoors not work for you? Where did you have in mind? A park, perhaps? Does the cold not bother you? Did you not see my coat? Will you be offended if I decline? Would you at least hear my story? Is the park far? What do you consider far? I tried to think of another question to keep this game going. I always wanted to be on whose line is it anyway. And this may be the closest I ever get. About five miles? What? How about five miles being too far? <sighs> that was supposed to be a question. I'm not sure what's going on. All right, I lose. Were we playing a game? 
The question came from whose line, but I lost. I, I said a statement. So does this mean you will hear my story? Actually, let's start over. I'll go first. How are you? Can we just go to the park? Yeah, okay, I'll get my coat. I grabbed my coat and Miss Rose and I jumped in a cab. The park she was talking about was a small field with a few trees and a tiny playground. The snow continued to fall. The grass was white and glittery when sunlight poked through the clouds. The cab pulled to the curb, but Miss Rose didn't get out. Well? I'm going to be honest with you now. Good. Wait, were you not being honest with me? Not entirely. Well, what are we doing here? There's someone here to see you. Who? I can't say. I looked out the window to see a person sitting on a park bench. The person wore a dark cloak like Basinger in L.A. Who is that? She wanted me to get you here. So your case... Made up. Aw, oh, man, you made me read for no reason? Sorry. Apology not accepted. Go to her. Then I thought about it. Oh, shit. This had to be someone I knew. Could it be? Could it be Angela, my high school sweetheart that I boinked earlier this year only to have her disappear and leave me? I quickly got out of the cab and made my way across the wet grass. When I reached the bench, I took a deep breath. Angela? Angela? <laughs> You've forgotten my name that fast. Oh no. No, 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 no. That's when I realized this wasn't Angela. This was... Oh, God. No. This was the only person in the whole world I never wanted to see again. This was the worst of the worst. This was a demon in human skin. The devil. The she-devil. This was... My ex-wife. My hair rose on my arms and neck. My eyes watered. My mouth dried. My penis wriggled and retracted into my body. That's right. I had no more penis. I had only testicles. And I could even feel them starting to retract into my body. She smirked and batted her eyes. Hello, James. Oh, God. And that's... when I threw up. Again. And again. And again. <laughs> Atlas Avenue Beat. Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb. Starring Jack Austin as Locke. Amy LeRae as Edith. James Sweezy as Paul. Brian Messick as Arthur. Robert M. Lamb as Joey. Corey Pettit as Lauren. Aiden Diamond as Simon, Contendo as Byman, Mike Lenhart as Curator, and Brett Wilkins as Donald. Co-starring Mitchell Beck, Evelyn, Seth York, Crystal Hall, James Brown, Cody Meadows, Louis Ferrant, Caitlin Spring, 
Dennis Caldwell, Amber Simpson, Sean Sullivan, Hope Ennis, Melanie Kissel, and Luke Hurt. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Also, check out www.7lamb.com for other podcasts such as this one. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 7lampodcasts and on Twitter and Instagram at 7lampodcasts. This has been a 7 Lamb production.